In the name of Jesus, who is our light. Amen. It's hard to believe your eyes these days. Think back to the past decade. What has become probably the dominant influence in our culture? Social media. We've seen the rise of platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. They can be really good things because these tools give people a voice. It gives them an opportunity to share the thoughts and feelings and their experiences that they're having with the world around them. But as often the case with good things, we human beings can take them and sometimes use them for less good ends. And we've got an abundance these days of politically slanted reporting, various camps decrying so-called fake news. But when you add into that, with social media, the advance of things like machine learning video technology that generates amazing depictions of celebrities, let's say, with their faces juxtaposed on bodies that are maybe not their own, saying and doing things that they never did, can you believe your eyes? Well, Peter, James, and John, they lived in a time when social media pretty much just meant word of mouth. People shared news. They shared stories with one another. And just a short while before what we hear in today's gospel reading, Jesus had asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? They reported the buzz from the social media of their day. Because people thought that Jesus might be a great figure from their history. He might be that Elijah that God was sending before he would deliver great rescue for his people. But when Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Well, Peter answers for them. He says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And they got it. Kind of. Because the disciples still quite, quite couldn't understand what Jesus meant when he said that the Christ, the Messiah, the rescuer, he would have to suffer. He would have to die to accomplish his mission. The transfiguration of our Lord, that amazing sight that Peter and James and John got to behold, it gives us a perfect example of what we've been celebrating, the central point of this season of Epiphany. Epiphany has stretched from the end of those 12 days of Christmas through today. And today, we celebrate that central truth of God's objective love for his people, for all nations. Because God the Son himself came down to be with us. He revealed the lengths to which God would go to bring people out of the darkness and confusion which has been upon us since our first parents left Eden. Early on in this season of Epiphany, if you can remember those banners that have hung on the wall behind the pulpit here, we celebrated something particular, the baptism of our Lord. And at Jesus' baptism there in the Jordan, we heard the Father's voice speak out from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And today, at the close of this season of Epiphany, did you catch it in that verse that we read together as the congregation? As 
the cloud of God's glory overshadowed the disciples. The father spoke again saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The disciples will be witnesses. They will be the ones who tell others what they have seen once the Messiah's mission has been accomplished. They'll report the truth of Jesus' identity to the world around them by word of mouth and by their writings. Transfiguration, that's not something you can post on Instagram. And they carry it out to all the world around them because they know now that God sent a Savior who was even better than what they'd have been expecting. Because the disciples, along with the rest of their nation, They'd been hoping for a rescuer like Moses, one who was going to bring them out from captivity, not from Egypt, but from out from under the oppression of the Roman Empire. Would a new Moses come along to set them free? No. But someone even greater than Moses had come, and soon the disciples would be telling the world about him. But first, before they could be witnesses, they had to listen. Maybe it was the amazement of seeing their teacher shining with heavenly glory. But the disciples, they didn't seem to fear what was happening on the mountain that day. Not even the sight of Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus would give them pause. It was only the voice of God the Father they would silence them. They would cause them to fall down onto the ground, covering their faces in terror. Because God cut through the noise. He again declared that Jesus is his beloved son. And what's more, that he is the one to whom they need to listen. There might be many people saying many different things about Jesus, about who he is, about what he'd come to do. But Jesus' voice is the one that matters. Listen to this one. Jesus had revealed to the disciples what he had come to do, how he was going to do it, that he must go to Jerusalem to suffer, to die. And he was going to do all this so that all nations might have rescue from the confusion, from the darkness that sin has brought into the world. That's what he told them. The cross precedes resurrection. The truth of God's love is that he would come down into his creation to pay the price for its sin, for our sin, because we couldn't. Jesus' disciples would soon see just how God would do so. They would see the length to which he would go. They would see how Jesus would defy their understanding of what the Messiah was supposed to be and supposed to do, that he would defy the social media buzz that was surrounding him of that day. Also that Peter and James and John and you and I could have life, life in the kingdom of God. And each of us is a witness to that truth. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Now the word that 
Matthew used here that we heard in English as vision can also mean sight. Now some I think, well, that might be a small thing, but here I think sight is the better word for us today. Because Jesus' transfiguration wasn't some out-of-body experience for the disciples. It happened. It was a real historical occurrence. And the disciples were witnesses. They were seeing and hearing evidence of who Jesus really was. And I suspect that experience served as encouragement for them as they continued to follow their teacher through the days and weeks ahead, even leading up to his death in Jerusalem. I pray that the transfiguration will be an encouragement for you, too. Because you and I, we continue our journey through life in a place and a time where there are many voices that are speaking at us. Most of them, they would lead us off course. Some tell us that Jesus isn't the rescuer, that he is not the Messiah. Some tell us that there is no need for rescue, or maybe even worse, that there is no hope for rescue. It's no wonder then that people have a hard time hearing the truth, or that you and I might forget who we are and whose we are. Just a few days from now on Ash Wednesday, Christians around the world are going to be marking the sign of the cross, that cross of ashes placed on their foreheads. It's going to be a twofold reminder. The cross of ashes is a sign that we are mortal, that we need rescue, that we need deliverance from sin and death. But it's also a witness. It's a testimony to the truth that Jesus, the Son of God, is our rescuer. The cross precedes resurrection. Your resurrection. Peter, James, John, they wouldn't come to grasp that until after Easter. We've still got a ways to go until we are able to celebrate Easter again when our song of Alleluia will sing out. But still, we can live in that hope that looks ahead. As we come to the close of this season of Epiphany, remember this witness of the apostles. Because you too are a witness. You've heard the report of who Jesus is, of what he has done from those who have come before you in the faith. Those who have seen it, those who have heard it. That's what Peter's reminding us of in today's epistle text. The truth of God's work in Christ is not based in cleverly devised myths. It's not founded in fake news. It's good news. It's the good news that comes from God himself for every human being. This is the message of the scriptures, the truth that brings us together. And we Christians, we share this good news of God's love in Jesus because he rescues. He rescues people who are in need of rescue. So as you go, as you show and tell of God's grace as his witnesses, Do it out of love for your neighbor because you want them to have what you have. You're not selling anything. Jesus doesn't need salespeople. Live your faith. 
share your life. Point others to the hope that you have in Christ. And listen to him. Amen.